Welcome to the Roads Community, our podcast series. This podcast series will give you a glimpse into the scholar journey from being a scholar-elect to becoming a current scholar. We've been talking about a range of different things, mainly focusing on our different experiences moving to Oxford and getting through the first weeks of term at the University of Oxford. With me today, I have... Claire Lyle. My Roads identifier is Quebecan University 2018, and I'm starting my second year of a DPhil in computer science. My name is Jun Kenan. Um, I wrote to identify as Malaysian World 2017. Um, I'm finishing my Master of Public Policy. Hi, I'm Cabello Murray from South Africa at large at Lady Margaret Hall 2017, and I've just finished my MPhil in Development Studies. And lastly, I am Tony Muthair, Kenya and Green Templeton 2016. I'm going into my third year of our DPhil in primary healthcare. Great. So this is our last episode and perhaps the most interesting. For starters, what are the places, uh, be it academic or social-oriented spaces, that scholars should check out before the end of time? Kabi, do you want to go first? Oxford is like a pretty magical place in many ways. And I think the place that I'd recommend most people going or everyone going to before they finish their time, I'd actually just just, just gone to. And if you go to the Natural History Museum, they have this incredible bee exhibition <laughs> that has this, well, all beehives are living, but it has this beehive that's in a glass enclosure that you can actually interact with and see all the bees that are coming in and out of Oxford. And it's an extremely old exhibition um, that only comes and goes with like certain seasons. And it's on at the moment. So when you're arriving, you should definitely go give it a look. And... Why I like that is just because Oxford is such a weird place and I can't emphasize that enough. And finding its little treasures and sort of hidden gems are things that are going to make your time here special because everyone's going to say go to the turf and go to the bear and go to the KA. But being able to find little bits and pieces of Oxford that you can make your own and appreciate is I think what's going to make this place really special. So I highly recommend going to see the bees. To follow up on the Natural History Museum, actually, Natural History Museum has a private collection. Um, so one of the curators at the museum um, was actually a tutor uh, on my course. So we actually emailed him um, after the end of our elective to go and check out the private collections. And so you get to see two of the last five Tas Tasmanian tiger specimens in the world mm -hmm. and the only remaining soft tissue dodo bird specimen in the world. So maybe don't rush it. Um, find out who <laughs> that person is. Um, if you email me, I can send it to you and then go to the private collections. That's one. And two, um, I don't have a specific place, but do go to as many places as possible in your first term. Because the things that I do, I still do today are all the things that I did in my first term. I didn't, I stopped trying out new things basically after my first term. So go to as many places as possible. Okay. Um, so I do not spend as much time at the Natural History Museum. Uh, so I cannot recommend a specific exhibit to look at. Uh, I will say, though, that I have been keeping a running tally of the best scone places in Oxford um, because they have way more scones in the UK than they do basically anywhere else in the world, and they take them very seriously here. Um, so if you enjoy tea, I strongly recommend um, exploring the places in Oxford that offer scones. Um, the Rose is excellent. Um, <laughs> the Vaults and Garden is very overhyped. Uh, it's like, it's pretty, but their scones are like pretty mediocre, actually. <laughs> Wow, okay. Um, you can't see this on the podcast, but people have made some very intense facial expressions at this comment. Um, so we might have a debate afterwards. <laughs> so I think for me, um, it's true that you'll be probably coming to Oxford in the next give or take month. And it's still going to be a bit warm. So I would rush to the parks. Mm. I love the parks. It's a place where it's, it's, 
insanely beautiful. And I think uh, Oxford has um, a number of parks. So you do the university parks, but also South Parks. And go there alone with a book and try and read, but also go there with a friend mm -hmm. and a new friend for this matter. Just have a seat and, you know, you can just keep quiet or just like get to know your friend. It's one of those places where a walk to the park for me just does the work that I need done uh, for the day. So, um, yeah, my favorite spaces in Oxford has to be the parks. I love those parks. And if I can just uh, tap onto the end there, I remember the first walk I had through the university parks, I saw a Quidditch game and it was extremely disappointing. <laughs> but I saw the university team practicing Quidditch. Yeah. Great. So what are some of the events, societies, clubs that you have really enjoyed being part of, especially in your first term and perhaps during your time so far in Oxford? I, yeah, and I know some of us have really kept the clubs or the societies or through two or three years that we've been in Oxford. Uh, Claire, do you want to start with some of the things, uh, clubs, societies that you've been part of? Sure. So basically, most of my free time, I spend playing sports here. Um, so a few sports that I have greatly enjoyed are rowing and basketball. Basketball, because it's sufficiently low-key here that you can play for the university team, even if you're like, you would never make a university team in North America. Um, so it's great. Um, I really enjoy that. Um, also, rowing is nice because the facilities you get here as like a novice rower for free are just absolutely ridiculous. Like there are very competitive teams that have worse boathouses than the university college does. Um, so it's just like kind of absurd that they're willing to let me like row in like a 40,000 pound boat, even though I have no idea what I'm doing and will probably damage it at some point. Um, so yeah, that's great. I'd say just like try all the sports. Um, I think I agree with Claire as well. Like, I started rowing when I came here, and I and I had no idea what rowing was before I came here, actually. And Oro College is uh, one of the best rowing colleges here in Oxford. So, you know, that's... Uh, <laughs> debatable. I, I wouldn't say it was debatable, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, we do. And, and, and like, I've, 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 my, my crew actually have, has, have damaged the boat many times, um, but my college is willing to pay for it. So that's one thing that I feel like if you have a really good boat club in your college, you should definitely try um, I think one other thing I would say is the, the Oxford Union. So before I came to Oxford, I really wanted to join the Oxford Union. And the first time, I, when I still went to Oxford Union events, I stopped going eventually because there were just too many of them. Um, so my first event was actually with Kevin Rudd. Um, and I actually, you can actually put in, like, enter a ballot to go and see him personally. And I saw him personally. Um, and that was my first event at the union. And like, we had a personal chat, one-on-one um, -on -one chat. So that was a really nice experience. So I'm going to try not talk about rowing, um, just because I don't want to give the impression that all road scholars row. Um, I have rowed and I have had an incredible time, and we'll debate as long as this podcast can last that Oriel's not the best rowing college. The women's best team is Wolfson, and they stand by it, and I stand by them. But what I do want to say about experiences at, at Oxford, especially my first term, was getting involved in my college life. So I don't think you lose anything by not taking part in your college but you really do have a huge amount to gain. So the majority of my first year was spent in my college at events with friends and in dining hall and going to social interactions there. So I really recommend giving your college a shot. But that being said, you don't have to rely on these things because they don't work for everyone. And that being said, we are, I'm very grateful to be here, but that doesn't mean that you should be taken advantage of being here. So some of my best experiences that I had in my first term were also taking part in a lot of activism and protests and looking at ways that you can actively change the system at Oxford, be it at the union or rowing or wherever you may be. And I highly recommend 
being critical of where you are and trying to find your place in them and not just accepting where you stand. Great. Um, just to add on that particular point. Um, so moving to Oxford and being in Oxford was the first time I, I was actually like leaving away from home. And I knew that I was going to be here for a couple of for a couple of years. And uh, so naturally what I tried to do is that I tried to look for familiar spaces. So what I did is that immediately I got here, I enrolled myself into the African Society of Oxford. Mm. And I've spent the last three years, uh, one, being a member, but also um, also being a part of the committee. Mm. And I think um, that for me has been really uh, impactful in terms of like my thinking around um, being an, you know, a, a Pan-African type mm. of um, um, person. I think um, that has been one of the highlights, really, uh, you know, going back to a place that feels like home. Um, and I think there's nothing to lose with that. Just, you know, going and seeking familiar spaces and uh, for people who are familiar. And um, yeah, it's, it's been one of uh, my favorite, really, um, times in Oxford. Also, you really want to go to Afrobot? I mean, right? I, you know, we threw the best parties in Oxford, to be quite honest. So, but I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, are there any activities at Rhodes House that stuck with you during your time at Oxford? And if you could just say why that stuck? I think we've talked about the broader um, societies and clubs in Oxford, but also now we just bring it back home. So what are some of the activities that Rhodes House had and still has that you know have stuck with you and why? I would say it's the, for me, it's actually the retreats. Um, I know they don't, they don't happen very often because you only get two, one in your first year and one in, one in your second year. But I actually think that the three days at the retreats, like three days each at the retreats, were my happiest days in in the Rhodes House and and at Oxford, not just because like you, you do have a good life here, you know, like you come here in the morning, you get free breakfast, you get free lunch, you get free dinner, mm. and then you get free drinks, coffee, and tea, and all that stuff, and and you don't have to do anything. You just come in here and talk about your problems and talk about happy things in life, and talk about relationships, friendships, um, mm. leadership, and service. Um, basically, just to come in and and have deep and meaningful conversations, and and these retreats are. Um, sort of mandatory for scholars mm-hmm. so you actually do get to see everyone in your class and that's also the moment I, I felt like um, I got really close to some of my already close friends mm-hmm. in the Rhodes house and we got even closer for being in a group and talking about things that we really care about. Yeah I'd say also the events that bring the entire class together are like the ones that have definitely stuck with me the most um, so like the coming up dinner was like really fun. Um, I particularly like the events that bring everyone together but let you sort of like branch off and just like go elsewhere as well um so like at the retreats some of like my best memories from them are grabbing someone who I'd had a cool conversation with and just like continuing that conversation in like a less noisy environment yeah great Gabby I for the first time at least really enjoyed the meet and mingles which is really interesting for me because I don't necessarily like them now but I at those is actually where I met you, Tony. And I met a lot of my close friends because I was able to walk into this environment and actually be surrounded by people that I was at least at first extremely intimidated by and got to meet and chat to them one-on-one or in groups and realize, oh, some of these people actually are my people. Some of them I can grow close to and bond with. And that really changed my experience. So although the media mingles are quite intense, I think it proved to be a really valuable space for me because I, I was able to identify the people who looked after me for the last two years. So, I think in all honesty, I couldn't add anything to what uh, Kabi uh, just said because 
it's the same exact feeling I had with uh, meet and mingles. They've been, uh, they've been one of the activities at Rose House that have actually stuck with me. Not because they've been the most pleasurable of of activities, mm-hmm. but just because that um, they were they were distressing for me. But I was able to actually navigate that. Mm-hmm. But also, I was able to find my people in these particular spaces. So, yeah. yeah so please, it's Friday night every other week. There's free wine. So. Meet and mingle. Mm-hmm. That was great. Um, so lastly, and perhaps in one sentence, what would you like to tell the incoming um, scholars? Perhaps something you wish a current scholar would have told you. Um, I actually want to say something that the Dan Warden told me uh, in my first term when I saw him. Um, he was also a scholar. So um, I'm not sure what stage of life you're in right now, but I worked for three years before I came here. So I was less interested in school, actually. So the Dan Warden said to me, do whatever that makes you happy. If it makes you happy, you don't care about school and just go get a few more pints. So I think do something that makes you happy. Um, I suppose this, what my sentence is, is you are deserving to be here. And I think that's quite an important thing to hear for a lot of incoming scholars because this is a place that's really violent at times and really foreign. And being able to find your space here and understand that you do deserve to be here is a really important thing to know. And that validation is something that I needed to hear and to some extent still need to hear and will be important to hear. Again, and this could be to anyone, but for those who are questioning it, you do deserve to be here. Um, I'd say one thing that I kind of wish I'd considered more when I was initially arriving is like just being vulnerable with people. Because I think a lot of people who are able to be vulnerable end up forging much deeper relationships much earlier, which is really helpful when you're trying to adjust to a new place. And it's something that I've always had a bit of trouble with. Um, and I feel like if I'd been more vulnerable with people earlier on, then we could have sort of like, it would have accelerated the friendship process a lot more than sort of the pace that I ended up going at, which is like, I still found friends, but it was just a little bit slower to like really get like deep friendships. Great. Um, just to wrap up, I would say three things. Dance with your imposter syndrome, because that's the only thing you can do with it most of the times. And then second, uh, remember to breathe because it's important. Oxford is a lot and is intense, but the only thing that actually you need to do is breathe. Mm. And lastly, just to pick up, pick up on what Kabi said, you're brilliant. And mm. again, you're deserving to be here. So please come, join us, enjoy, mm. and live your best life. Mm. Great. So I think we all need to just welcome class of 2019. So shall we do that? Class, class of, of 2019, 2019. Welcome, welcome to the Rose community. community. Thank you for listening to this Rhodes Trust podcast, edited by me, Christy Calloway-Gale. The music you heard was Postcards Mastered by Scott Holmes, provided by freemusicarchive.org.